Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode, I guess you could call it a little bit belated since the film itself has been out for roughly about two to three weeks. It's also something that I really wasn't looking forward to, mostly because I have no emotional ties to the character. But I guess before I get too far into anything as far as my thoughts on this one, it's time to smell what The Rock is cooking and announce the movie. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Pierce Brosnan, Noah Centineo, Quintessa Swindell, and Sarah Shahi. This is the 2022 Yame Colette Sarah directed Black Adam. Black Adam is based off of the DC Comics character Black Adam, which has some serious ties to Shazam, or as Shazam was originally called, Captain Marvel. This one also takes place in a fictional country called Kandak. When the movie first opens, it takes place in 2600 BC, and in Kandak, there is a tyrannical king named Akhtun who basically creates a mystical crown that gives him absolute and great power. Of course, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh wait, that's Marvel. Well, more specifically, Spider-Man. Either way, Octon enslaves the people, and there's an uprising by the young slave boy, who later becomes Te-Adam, who is not just a savior of the people, but also a character who is driven by vengeance. Which means that Te-Adam and his powers have to be locked away. Moving forward to present day, a renegade group against their oppressors in Kandak are looking for this magical crown. They wind up unleashing Te-Adam onto the world where he is faced with a decision. Does he go and kill the new oppressors and help the people or does he just take care of anyone that stands in his way? Black Adam is also the first DC film and property to bring to screen the Justice Society, whose team consists of Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Atom Smasher, and Cyclone. The Justice Society is not so much there to stop Black Adam, even though they are, but more talk sense into him and try to get him to give up his power, which of course is done by saying the word Shazam. So the first thing I want to get across on this film is the fact that I am a fan of what DC was doing with Zack Snyder. I did enjoy the darker side of comics coming to screen. I know that it is very controversial, but it gave me something different than what Marvel was doing, which was a lot of cookie cutter films. And I've said this before in the past, it just got a little bit stale for me. At least with DC, it gave me something a little bit different. and gave me different takes on characters that I haven't seen on screen, whether that was exactly successful or not. So it seems that DC is now under new rule with James Gunn becoming the new co-head of DC, which means that the Snyder reign is over. The big thing about the DC universe is that they are still linking to the Snyderverse, but they're just kind of sidestepping it, which I'm perfectly fine with. I for one did not want a complete fresh reboot of DC. A lot of people said that's one of the best things that could happen to it, but I'm more of a fan of the soft reboot. Let's go and not forget what happened before, but we can go and move in a different direction. The odd thing about Black Adam 
is that yes, it has ties to Shazam. That would be a part of a link and stepping stone to the new rule of DC, even though it was part of the old regime that wanted the Snyderverse to go away. For me, with Black Adam, I feel that the character itself should have been a little bit darker. This movie probably should have been an R-rated affair, and I would have actually liked to have seen Black Adam become the villain, even though this is an origin story and it is largely a standalone, a lot of the seeds of the past stuff of the past DC universe is actually still there. It's just one of those things that when I was watching it, I felt like Black Adam would have fit better with something that Zack Snyder was trying to do than with the new regime. But maybe that's because Black Adam has been in production for, I don't know, 10 years with The Rock campaigning to be the character. And to be honest, he's good in the role. I personally feel that it's good casting. The Rock, as we know, is very charismatic with a lot of his film roles. I am not a fan personally, however, he does surprise me. One of the surprises would be Southland Tales. He was pretty good in that film as well. It honestly bugs me a little bit with knowing very little about the character, but knowing the fact that he's supposed to be an anti-hero and this big badass, that he just comes across as more of a hero by the very end. Especially since he more or less fights the devil. Yes, this film is The Rock versus The Devil. Of course, it's not actually the devil, it's the villain of the movie who becomes an all-powerful demon, but it just goes to show that some of the darker things in this film probably would have been better suited to the Zack Snyder world. But as I said before, there's no reason why we can't have different feeling films in the same DC universe. Yes, the DC universe is changing, but we can still get films that may feel thematically similar to the other ones. Maybe not so much thematically similar, but maybe just held together by story threads. We don't need them to all feel the same. Of course, Marvel thinks that's what they need. I give them big props though, because Marvel is actually branching out a little bit and making some different feeling films, as well as TV shows, that are not really charting well with a lot of people because they're different. But it really was surprising to see some of the new regime of DC, some of the newer DC stuff, actually make an appearance here. Such as the appearance of Amanda Waller, who was a part of the old and new DC universe, along with a Task Force X black site in Antarctica. It almost makes me wonder if this stuff was in the movie or script originally, or if it was added to help appease the new boss of DC, well, co-boss, James Gunn. I can't be sure, but I'm fairly certain that would have been added later, because as we know, talks as far as taking over leadership roles in the film industry, or even a company, those take place over the course of many weeks and months. One of the big detractors of Black Adam for me is the fact that this film is essentially non-stop action. We only have a few minutes of breathing room, and it's a movie that has a somewhat good and deep story. We just don't get a lot of that story. We're not given that time to breathe. We get just a few minutes, and then it goes to the next action set piece. It's a little bit too much. If the movie would have been able to actually breathe a little bit with the story, it would have provided for a much more satisfying experience. 
I actually liked the action in the film. I thought it was fairly well done. The special effects themselves are pretty good, but it just gets exhausting by the end of the film. I can't tell you how many times the action goes and cuts to a faraway shot just to see an explosion. It does it a lot in the movie and it got to be like, are they just reusing the same shot and just recolorizing it? I don't know. I almost feel like those moments in the movie when the action does slow down and stop, that those moments are wasted because we're not getting the proper character-driven moments like we should be. There's an actual great film lurking in Black Adam. It's just not present on screen. Instead of delivering a movie that should be a very rewarding character-driven piece, we get a film that is an action-driven piece that is not as rewarding as what it should be. I feel that Black Adam kind of is a mess as far as the feel of the film. It's a perfectly watchable film, but if you think about it too much, then it's going to not be as fun as what you thought it might have been the first time in the theater. Of course, if you go into the film hating it because it's simply DC, then there's no hope for enjoyment at all. I remember when this came out, Will, of In Our Honest Opinion, sent a very profanity-laced text saying about how bad this film was. I didn't think it was absolutely terrible. It wound up being just good for me and entertaining. I actually went into Black Adam with no expectations whatsoever. I knew that the trailer really didn't catch me at all, and it seemed like a film that I wasn't going to enjoy. I actually had a better time with it than what I was expecting. It was better than what the trailer led me to believe. It's just that constant action really ruined a lot of things that should have been emotional beats in the movie. When certain characters actually died, I felt nothing, mostly because I didn't know enough about them, and that's a failure on the writing and the director, Yame Colette Serra. It'll be interesting to see that when they release this on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, whatever, if it includes some deleted scenes, and it'll be interesting to see what those deleted scenes were. I think this movie was edited to the point of perfection with the action film that they were going with. As we know, you can edit a film to make it feel one way or another, and it was probably the Black Adam, the action cut where I would have preferred to see Black Adam, the character cut. Before I close this out, I think I do need to mention one of the big spoilers that was announced almost a week before the film even came out. And that's the fact that we have a return of Henry Cavill's Superman. I don't really consider this a spoiler, considering it was all over the place. The Rock even spoiled it at his own premiere for Black Adam. This was actually largely why I went to see it in theaters. I personally am a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman. Nothing will ever touch Christopher Reeve's Superman. Whether you liked Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, or one of the various Justice League cuts that are out there, I think it's safe to say that Cavill is a great Superman. Maybe he was in the wrong films. Personally, I like all of those films, but I can understand why people do not care for them. But Cavill's Superman is back for literally three seconds, and it winds up being a pretty cool stinger and setup for things to come. The only thing is, it's setting up a battle between Superman and Black Adam, where it really should be 
Black Adam, and Shazam, maybe Superman stops in to help out. It also gives us new insight to where Superman's head is probably at and where the character is going. It appears that Superman is working with Amanda Waller, which I honestly don't know if I agree with or not, but I trust the leadership of James Gunn to actually deliver the DC films that the characters deserve. I do have to say that for a stinger scene, it was actually more rewarding than the Black Adam film itself mostly because I wanted to see the return of Henry Cavill, and it's a pretty good setup. It also is very reminiscent of Superman's first meeting with Batman, which, personally, I think is a great scene in Batman v Superman. I guess, long story short, should you go and see Black Adam just specifically for a stinger scene, no you should not. However, I have AMC A-list, so it made it easy for me because, hey, if the movie sucks, at least I got that stinger scene and I didn't have to pay for a potentially crappy film. Overall, for me, Black Adam had a ton of missteps as far as the movie that I would have made and that I would have delivered. But it's also not a bad film. It is entertaining and, for what it is, it's not bad. I can't necessarily give this a 100% full-on recommendation that yes, you should run right out and go see it, especially since I'm assuming that if you wanted to see Black Adam, you probably would have seen it within the first two to three weeks, but it's still not a bad film overall. I know a lot of people in comments are saying that it's a terrible film and this and that. It's really not. It's just not a great film either. I can't 100% recommend this to anybody, but if you have a little bit of a casual interest in it, and if maybe you enjoyed the film Shazam, or even where DC is headed to, maybe this is a film that you might want to go check out. So overall, Black Adam, good, definitely not great. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a 5-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as it will allow me to continue to create new content as well as reach new listeners. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night.